0: I've been cheated on multiple times in the past and I used to really believe that it was because I wasn't good enough and now I'm in this space of no I am good enough it's just that their inability to see my worth doesn't mean that my worth doesn't exist.
1: Hello wonderful listeners. Before we get into the episode I just wanted to give a quick trigger warning and say that we do talk about assault very briefly in this episode so if that's something that triggers you please look in the episode notes to see the timestamp. It only goes for about two minutes so you really won't be missing much if you do choose to skip it and obviously we always would prefer for you to put your own mental well-being first so please take care of yourself and let's get into the episode hello
0: to our beautiful to be honest listeners happy wednesday my name is amanda
1: and i am sophie alice baxter and this is <laughs> murder on the dance floor <laughs> Here we go. i just simply was
0: not expecting that that there are tears coming from my eyes because that was so funny <laughs> uh,
1: do you want to start again no Try that to... was that was <laughs> okay and my name is actually Kara. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, thank unfortunately. you so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hope everyone's having a good day or a good morning. If you're listening to this the second it comes out, which that'd be pretty iconic if you were. Oh, that
0: would be pretty iconic. It's kind of like a perfect way to start your Wednesday morning though, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a bit self-involved for us to say <laughs> listening to our podcast is the perfect way to start your to start your morning. but
0: Did I tell you that last Wednesday I listened to the podcast when I was driving around? No. Yeah, I did.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I couldn't possibly, after editing, I edited last week's uh, episode and I couldn't possibly listen to my voice for a second longer after (laughs) I've edited it. So I'm happy for you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you to everyone who gave us some really good feedback on last week's episode because it was a bit different. Um, If you haven't listened to it already, last week's episode was pretty much a bulk dump of unprofessional opinions
0: it was actually so fun i loved last week's episode so much
1: yeah it was it was really good like it was very relaxed it was a good way to kind of just low stress discuss something Mm -hmm. and it was nice to be able to talk about a bunch of different things all at once i thought that was really really cool so apparently most of you really liked it so i think we'll be doing that maybe like once a month or once every six weeks yeah Also, a
0: big thank you to everyone who has been reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. It is so very kind and we appreciate it very, very much. So yeah, big shout outs to everyone who is doing that. And let's get into today's episode, I guess. So
1: today we're going to be talking about healing, Hmm. which I think is probably going to sound a little bit woohoo.
0: It's a bit broad as well, isn't it? Oh, it's (laughs)
1: it's very broad. It's just that it's also very... I guess, universal as well. Yeah. Because whether you've ever thought of it this way or not, everyone has periods of healing in their life. Mm. So I guess it's very relatable in some respects. Yeah. And
0: I was actually really surprised because when we posted on Instagram that we were going to be talking about healing and growth and things like this, we actually got so many submissions for unprofessional opinions,
1: which kind of shook me to the core. Yeah. I really did think that this is going to be a topic that maybe people wouldn't have as many... Uh, questions on. Mm. But yeah, it definitely surprised me as well. So we have a lot of really good questions for the end of the episode. Yeah. Um so I'm excited for that. Stay tuned. Mm. But I'm gonna throw it to Amanda and she's gonna explain what inspired this topic (laughs) for this episode. (laughs) Okay, so
0: well we're gonna get very, very personal right off the bat, but the podcast is called to be honest, so I'm just gonna be honest about, I guess, my experiences and Basically this week I kind of just had a really shit week to be honest (laughs) and a lot of stuff came up for me regarding previous romantic relationships and in particular I felt this overwhelming feeling of oh my goodness I just took a thousand steps back because for those of you who don't know I had a relationship that ended in August of 2019 And we're now in November of 2020 and I, this week in particular, really felt like I haven't done any healing at all and I felt really, really frustrated and really upset with myself and I guess with the whole process. And then I had a dream the night after I had had a really, really emotionally exhausting day. And I woke up in the morning and the first thing I thought to myself is healing is not linear, which is something that I know, but really struggle to remind myself in times when I'm feeling really, really emotional about things that I'm going through.
1: Yeah. And if you maybe aren't sure what that means, healing isn't linear. Basically, it means that healing doesn't follow one steady path, you know, upwards. It's not, it's not a... No, an upwards increase or an upwards incline. Mm. It can go up and down, it can stay stagnant for a while and then you can drop and then you can shoot back up again. Like, it's really just a process. Yeah. And that's what we mean when we say healing isn't linear and that's something that I think really kind of encapsulates this whole episode and our opinions on it Mm. and our thoughts on the process because both of us have healed from various different things and probably very different circumstances between Mm. the two of us and like i said earlier everyone in life has healed from something like no one is free from troubles and trauma unfortunately (laughs) um it's just that it's all relative so i think yeah that really encapsulates what we're going to talk about is that healing is not linear
0: yeah and i think that it is something that as humans i feel like We've almost been taught that like we should constantly be improving and that like failure is not an option and failure is viewed as a bad thing. And I feel like because of that, a lot of people, including myself, when we have these times where our healing isn't linear and we feel like, you know, we've taken steps back or we're having a low point, it can feel very, very frustrating because we're conditioned to believe that we should continually be growing and improving, for lack of a better word. Whereas that is just like not reality. This week in particular taught me so much about the fact that even after such a extended period of time, there can still be moments of lowness and sadness that you know take you back to a long time ago in your healing
1: journey. Yeah, and I think kind of like kind of similar to what you just said. Whereas we we are taught that healing is meant to be this one you know, thing that we do and then we hit it and then everything's fine after that. We're not sad about that particular event or we're not sad over that person. We don't ever feel that way we used to feel again. And I just don't think that's healthy or realistic because we're human and human emotion is so complex. Mm. And there will be days when maybe you really won't give a fuck about – like, you know, you won't feel what you're feeling – what you had felt in the past. Yeah. And there will be days where for whatever reason – you might just be triggered back into that emotional state of mind. Healing or to be healed and to be over something mm. is a continuous process because it really is. We got a question that said, is it possible to ever be fully healed? And I personally think that it's I – I wouldn't say it's not possible, but I would say it's unlikely and I guess not common – Simply yeah. because what I just said, like, you know, it's very normal for things to come back up over time and that's not a bad thing. It's not mm-hmm. a bad thing to say this will impact me for a long time or maybe even for the rest of my life because it doesn't mean you're going to feel deeply sad or deeply angry or anything for the rest of your life. It just means that it's going to affect you and that experience had a profound impact on who you are
0: yeah and there's also the fact that different things can trigger you and trigger your memory into experiences that you have had so to think that you know the healing journey just ends at one point and you never think about that experience and you never feel sadness over that experience or anything later on in life I feel like for me personally, it's just not reality. Like sometimes things come up for me now that happened like 10 years ago that I would think, oh, I'm actually so healed about that. I never consciously think about that ever. But sometimes something will just come up in my life that will trigger me to, um, takes me back to like a memory that I had at some
1: point. And I think that a lot of people feel pressure on themselves or they put pressure on themselves to reach this certain point Mm. and to like heal within a certain time frame or to get over things in a certain a certain way by Mm. a certain time and I think that's actually something that we probably hear a lot or that's quite ingrained I mean you think about people who you know have gone through a breakup and it's like oh if they're not over after a year like get over it and it's like it feels embarrassing. I mean, I've been, I've been in that situation before where I've felt, I've still had feelings for someone and it's been a, quite a while after, mm. you know, things have ended and it can feel embarrassing. It can feel like, oh, why why haven't I gotten over this? Like what's stopping me? And mm. it's really, really hard to, I guess, pinpoint what the barrier is. But mm. um, I think that kind of, that probably is the hardest thing to do is to figure out, you know, when you just can't seem to overcome a certain feeling or a certain emotion. Yeah. Um, whether it's towards someone or whether it's about someone, like, you know, something that happened with an experience that you had with them or if it's, like you know, romantic feelings to someone. Yeah. Um, so I guess a good thing to talk about would be how to know, like, when you're in a phase of healing and what you can do to, I guess, help yourself through that.
0: Yeah and actually this is something that I have a lot of I feel like opinions and experience with and something that I have especially learned uh, in the past year or so is that there are certain things that I would do when I was like breaking up with someone or going through an experience especially with romantic relationships because that's where a lot of my healing (laughs) Um, comes from is my romantic relationships and throughout my life I've had patterns of things that I have done in order to like heal uh, (laughs) where they were actually like really unhealthy things to do and they were just sort of preventing me from healing and distracting me from doing the healing and I feel like that's something that's very common it's even like for example in romantic relationships how they always say like the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else which is like so present in today's society I feel like that's something that people always tell you to do is just like oh if someone like hurts you just like try and find someone new to distract yourself with and in my experience like I have done that in the past and it has just like prolonged my healing and for the past like year and a bit I have been single and focusing on not dating in order to heal from my most recent romantic relationship and that's when I have felt myself doing the healing rather than distracting myself so I feel like that's definitely a piece of advice that I would give in terms of this sort of thing is you know healing can take as long as it takes I mean, like you just said, there is a lot of shame around how long it takes you to heal from something. And I personally feel that a lot at the moment, the fact that I'm still healing from something that happened quite a long time ago. I have often felt this shame around it, but I remind myself that I'm actually like consciously doing the healing and through doing so, I am becoming a better version of myself in order to be able to handle these things, you know, for lack of a better word better in future and to just be able to become the best version of myself basically and I've really distinguished the difference between like healing and distraction in my 20s for example
1: yeah and I completely agree about the whole you know to get over someone you have to get under someone and look I'm not saying that that's never a good thing because everyone is different and maybe Mm. some people I mean look to be completely honest I probably I could probably use that method right now (laughs) like there's been like quite a while where I probably should have gotten under someone else and like just haven't so again different ends of the spectrum here Mm. but I do think that what you just said about you know how it's basically a distraction Mm. and you can't overcome something and you can't I guess, process your emotions and heal from something if you're not facing what you're feeling. Absolutely. And I guess that's the crux of it, isn't it? Like, if you're using a distraction – and I'm not saying a distraction is never a good thing. Sometimes you do need a little bit of a distraction. Mm. But if you're constantly distracting yourself and you're constantly lo- like using someone else or something else to kind of um, move on past an emotion so you can bypass it, yeah, that's not it, – it, it, it kind of goes back to what we were saying in the therapy episode. Like our emotions have ways of showing themselves. Mm-hmm. Like you can't outsmart your subconscious. Like you yeah. just simply can't. Yeah. The only way you can outsmart it actually is like dealing with your shit. Exactly. And I guess it really does loop quite well back into the whole therapy episode because a lot of people's mental health issues or even just a lot of their... Personal issues, even in their relationships, comes from not doing the healing work mm. because they, because because it, it's hard. Because it's really fucking scary sometimes. Depending, obviously, depending on what you're um, facing, like the thoughts and emotions that you have and um, the reality of your situation, it's really fucking scary and it's hard and it's hard work. But it's worth it.
0: oh Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, and even if it feels like it takes. A long time. I think that feeling when you notice that you are growing and changing and learning from your experiences, it is such a blissful, euphoric feeling of like, okay, yeah, this is why I'm taking the time to heal from the experience that I've had. And that's something that I have felt to be very present in my life. I actually had a great conversation with a friend this week when I was feeling really low, just about the week that was and I was talking to him about the fact that I feel like I've taken a thousand steps backwards and there was no positives out of this situation because you know I just feel sad again and he reminded me that even though an experience may feel negative and may feel like there is no growth or healing that comes with the experience that you have had that makes you feel like you've gone backwards you're still going forwards in some capacity because that experience is going to either you know tap into something new in your healing journey or remind you of why you are on the healing journey that you are, regardless of how negative something may feel, there is still going to be healing and growth that can come from it. And that's a really positive thing to look at.
1: What do you think is probably the best, like what do you think is the best things you can do to help yourself move, move through the process?
0: For me personally, that whole no distractions thing is really, really important because when I have been, Doing my best healing and my best work, it has been when I have not been finding something to fill the void. Like, as an example with romantic relationships, like not dating someone immediately after because it's just filling the void and making me feel loved and validated and all of these things instead of like accepting the fact that that hole or whatever in my life exists and that I'm just going to need to move forward and like. That hole doesn't need to be filled in order for me to heal. I can heal around it, I guess is the best way to put it. Another thing that I think is really important to do with healing is to focus on the good things in your life and the things that make you feel good and put energy into them. So for me, it was really embracing like sisterhood and friendships that I have and really tapping into that and tapping into how amazing those type of people made me feel and being around them and I I tapped into my creativity and just into things that make me feel good like on the inside it's not like this external validation coming in it's like okay but what makes me feel good about myself not other people feeling good about me and that's something that I think has really really changed for me especially in the past year is like making sure that I am making sure that I am filling my own cup instead of trying to get other people to fill my cup up for me
1: yeah I completely identify with that in a very different way but definitely on the same page like after I experienced sexual assault I was really really seeking external validation about it because I felt so ashamed and Mm. like insecure about what happened in terms of you know whether I even had a right to feel upset Or a right to feel like traumatized. And so I was seeking external validation for these things. And what I found, and I feel like this is probably something that you're going to relate to in Mm. like romantic relationships and trying to fill the void. What I found in that the way I was trying to seek external validation was never what I needed. Mm. I would say something to someone and the answer they would give me. And it's not their fault and it wasn't something that I could hold against them. But the answer they would give me or the response they would give me was always disappointing to me it was always Mm. like that moment where i went i don't feel any better right now like i really thought that was going to be the thing that would really make me feel better yeah and i would actually say like looking back now like four years on five years on that was something that i did that really hindered my healing like what you said before Mm. you know seeking that something to fill the void holds you back because you're not sitting with your emotions and saying okay why do i need this validation you know why do I need that person to fill that romantic void? For me, it was like, why do I need someone to validate for me mm. that um, that what I experienced is valid to be upset over? And it wasn't until I directly, I guess, faced that part of what I was feeling that I was actually able to, to move on. Mm. Um, yeah, so I definitely agree that filling up your own cup instead of, seeking other people to fill it for you Mm. is really important and I also think that as much as you can if you have people in your life that you feel comfortable talking to and I know we preach about this all the time whether it's about going to therapy or talking to your friends (laughs) I think being open and honest even if it's with one person saying it out loud is really really helpful because When it comes to like anxious thoughts or really sad thoughts, like dark things that you're feeling, if they're swirling around in your head, they can become really out of control because it feels really messy. You kind of feel like your mind's going a mile a minute, and you you can't possibly begin to make sense of what you're feeling. But when you verbalize it to someone, and even if you're just journaling, actually, like it doesn't even have to be to someone else. It, someone else, but if you write it down or if you you know do any form of creative outlet where you express yourself it doesn't have to be poetic writing by the way I'm not saying go and write a poem <laughs> in your journal I'm saying like it could even be bullet points like I feel x because of y mm. like it could even be that like something really really simple and to the point but I think when we when we directly face what we're feeling and we try to make like I guess logical rational sense out of it in terms mm. of tangible like this is what it is it's a lot easier to understand and to come to terms with because otherwise if you're in like the depths of like you know trauma or something like that it can be really 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 fucking hard to figure out what the fuck you're feeling Mm. and i've definitely felt really confused in the past about what exactly I need to do and and what parts of myself I was like, I'd wake up every day and I'd think something different about what had happened. And it was just because I had so much going on that I couldn't make sense of it all really.
0: Mm. Okay. So like we mentioned, we got quite a lot of submissions for unprofessional opinions for this episode. So we're going to spend a bit more time answering these today and just talking about them and answering more than we usually would so let's start with how to know when to go easy on yourself versus when to use strength to move forward and obviously this is in relation to the healing process
1: yeah and I really liked this question because I think that it is a really fine balance like knowing when to say okay like I can I can just I'm fine, this is part of the process, I can go easy on myself and when to kind of almost be like a bit more strict with yourself and know when something's not good for you Mm. and know when something's not good for your healing process because like we said before, the discomfort of the healing process can make you really crave the comfortable. Oh, yes. So it's really easy to be like, oh, this thing's not that bad. Like I can talk to him about this or I can do this with her I can I can just go and see her just once and it's like no sometimes you just shouldn't
0: I think intuition is something that is really present in this question and this is obviously why it's going to be variable based on the person but for me personally like I know sometimes when I'm like going too easy on myself and have been sort of like letting myself slip into habits and let down boundaries that aren't good for me and that are just doing absolutely nothing for my healing process in any capacity. Whereas I've also felt times when I'm being way too hard on myself and need to allow myself to feel things and to relax. And in both of these experiences, my gut has told me,, mm, this probably isn't the right idea and, Mm, you're probably being a little bit too hard on yourself right now. So for me personally that's what it comes down to. I don't know if you've had the same sort of experience.
1: Yeah, I mean I definitely agree that it's about following your intuition. I think that it's very easy to I guess ignore your intuition sometimes though. Oh yes. Like this is this is what I mean. It's like it's it's I guess in a way it can be really helpful to look at this the way you would look at a friend as well
0: and holding yourself accountable.
1: Yes. And that's what I mean. It's like, you know, a great friendship is, offers not only compassion, but also accountability. Mm-hmm. Like a friend that is, I mean, at least in my opinion, like all of my best friends, they provide me with empathy and support and they would never tell me that like I deserve to be sad or I'm being dumb when I'm in the thick of healing. But they would also say, huh that's not the right thing for you right now. Yeah. So maybe that's a good idea is just to look at it from that way. Like if you're not too sure what your gut is telling you, like think about what you would tell a friend who is in your exact situation. And I think that's kind of like a method that can be used across the board in like so many different areas. And it's something that I personally always preach and always try to use as well.
0: Yeah. And if you have a friend who you're close to or a family member, or just someone who you're close to and you trust, it might be good to like have Complete honesty with them about how you're feeling, even if it is like the most silly feeling in the world, it might be good to have someone like that to talk to and say, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about doing that. I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling that way. And then they can bring some sort of reality to the situation because a lot of the time in the healing process, we can be very, very in our head and not actually thinking about what is reality? I'm trying to think about what my therapist said to me recently. She said, there's your imagination, there's rationality, and then there's reality. And all three are different. And often your friend or loved one will be able to see the reality in the situation, whereas you'll only be able to see your imagination
1: and your rationality. Yeah. And the thing is, is that getting that like objective opinion can be really helpful and sometimes sometimes you know your friends aren't going to understand fully because the point is is that they're not in your head they're not feeling these feelings and I guess this probably is most helpful maybe when it comes to you know overcoming romantic issues and you know overcoming romantic feelings you have for someone or Mm. issues in relationships and stuff like that yes I think this is particularly helpful in that situation but I do think that that third party kind of like objective like mediator almost like Mm. that kind of vibe is really really helpful because in a way they kind of see like how this is going to unfold long term because I guess when you're there's been so many times and I've been like okay but talking to them this one time isn't gonna be that bad Mm. and the reality is is that it kind of is that bad because it kind of unlocks this chain of events that like continues and it just goes downhill from there and you kind of have to stop yourself and then you almost like have to build yourself back up from there if that makes sense.
0: And there are a lot of things like when you are healing from something it can often be from something that is easy to give in to temptation to like and that felt good but now doesn't feel good but then you think oh maybe if I like go back to it it will feel good and I think that's why it's also really good to hold yourself accountable but also have a friend hold you accountable because there are some things in life that I simply cannot do because I live with (laughs) (laughs) Kara because she (laughs) will never ever let that happen because obviously we live together and I'm always honest with her about what's going on so it's like If I say to her, like, oh, I think I'm going to catch up with blah, blah. It's a no. Then it's a no, right? And so that's something that really holds me accountable because temptation is always going to be something that exists.
1: Well, it goes back to that kind of that phrase of you can't heal in an environment that is toxic to you. You can't. So even when it comes to talking to that person once or you know, doing that thing that really isn't good for you once, like whatever it is. Um, if it comes to like a tangible kind of like thing that you can that you have this want or this um, compulsion to go back to, I think it's about reminding yourself that you. It's not that just this one time. It's not just this one thing that you're doing, because really, like in a way, it really made you sick, and that's mm. why you have to heal from it. Mm. And I guess like I guess it's very similar. I mean, we always compare mental health to physical health. And I think that's a really good comparison because obviously physical health is much more mainstream and much more understood. Mm. And I think it really is the same way as like, you know, breaking your arm and you know, if you have if you've broken your arm and your arm's in a car, so you're not gonna go and do push ups and go to the gym and like do an upper body workout and go on some fucking monkey bars at the park or whatever the fuck else I can't think of anything that you use your arms for because I don't work out. But um <laughs> you're not going to go and do that with a broken arm
0: right and if you did do that with a broken
1: arm it would only prolong the healing and you know that and and we know that mm. but but the thing is is that i feel like when it's mental health and this goes back to the fact that it's much less tangible and that's why it's good to what we what we were saying before to write down how you're feeling because mm. then you can see i'm feeling this and if i do this it's gonna make me feel this again you know, if I have a broken arm, if I go and do this, it's going to make my arm worse. Like it's mm. the same kind of thing. Yeah, I really, really like that. It's funny because I think Eve, especially like, especially our generation who's so much more in tune with our mental health and we obviously understand mental health and we are completely okay with talking about it. It it still doesn't mean that we are perfect at addressing it. Mm. And I think, I mean, I, me and all my friends have been in those situations where it's, we do something that's not good for us because that's just the way our minds are. Like mm. as humans, I think we've got, like this self-destruct button in our oh, head. Oh yes, yes,
0: yes. We do.
1: <laughs> but yeah, at the end of the day, it comes to, I guess what Amanda was just saying, like trusting your intuition, reaching out for help if you need it, and um, in, in, like figuring out what's best for you. And then just, I guess, even if you do make, if, if you do something that feels afterwards like, oh, that actually wasn't good, Okay, well, I'm going to learn from that. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, instead of being hard on yourself
0: for it. Okay, so our next unprofessional opinion submission is my ex cheated on me and two years later, I am still struggling. Okay, so first of all, I want to say relatable content and just know that if you were the one who submitted this or if you're listening to this and you feel this way, that it is so human and so natural and Once again, it's okay for something to take as long as it needs to take for you to heal. Kind of say, go and listen to our episode on rose-colored glasses. (laughs) (laughs) The thing with romantic relationships is that it's very easy to look back on the experiences you've had with said rose-colored glasses and to look at the positives and at the same time it's also really hard to just try and focus on the negatives because there are a lot of positives in relationships like even if you know something has ended badly or if someone has cheated on you that doesn't mean that there wasn't any positive to the relationship and that you'll only have hatred in your heart and resentment for this person because at the end of the day you can still carry love for someone who hurt you in that way like I personally believe that and I personally feel that. In regards to struggling two years later in a relationship where someone has cheated on you, I think it's great to identify maybe where that struggle is coming from. Is it coming from the fact that you were cheated on or is it coming from the fact that your relationship ended? Because I think the two are very, very different things. And for me personally, when I've been cheated on in the past, the cheating has been something that I've healed from a lot quicker than the actual ending of the relationship with someone that I had and have a lot of love for obviously every single situation and relationship is different but I think my advice would be to try and consciously come to a place of acceptance and acceptance in two forms one being that you accept the fact that yes you were cheated on but it does not define your worth and that is something so important to remember a lot of the time when people are cheated on they bring it back to the fact that they feel like they weren't enough and they weren't providing enough and they just weren't being enough in general for the person they're in a committed relationship with but something very important to remember is that when you're cheated on it's not because of you it's because of them and usually someone cheating on you comes down to an insecurity that they may have or a fear of commitment that they may have regardless it's about something that they are dealing with and it doesn't have anything to do with you and with your worth and I say that from a place of acceptance of I've been cheated on multiple times in the past and I used to really believe that it was because I wasn't good enough and now I'm in this space of no I am good enough it's just that their inability to see my worth doesn't mean that my worth doesn't exist As well as that, something that is really important to accept is the fact that a relationship is over. And I say this from a very vulnerable space of, (laughs) um, is this going to be the first time I cry on the podcast? (laughs) It had to happen at some point. Um, I say this from the space of being someone that is still trying to accept the fact that a relationship I was in is over and will not come back and this is something that is such a struggle to accept and such a struggle to work through but a reminder that when you consciously choose that you are going to accept that and move forward that that is a incredibly strong and powerful thing to do and will do wonders for your healing journey and the process of your healing journey i guess oh my god i'm all over the place (laughs)
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think that it's really, really hard to – I think that a lot of the time we're kind of – we think that we've got two options. One option is to be completely over and just get over whoever the hell we're, you know, hung up on. And the other thing is to just be completely in love with them forever. Yeah. And I just think – what you just said is the perfect third option. It's acknowledging that you love them or that you really care for them and that you really wish that you could be with them, but also understanding and accepting the fact that it's not right for you in whatever way it's not right for you. Like, or maybe even if it's just not like not the right time, because I know for some people it's just also not the right time. And that obviously goes beyond a cheating situation, Mm. but for whatever reason that you can't be with someone Um, I think it's being honest with yourself about those reasons and just saying, I'm allowed to wish that I was, but I accept that I can't. Yeah. And, and working towards that acceptance. Cause obviously saying I accept it doesn't make you necessarily accept it, but consciously trying to work towards feeling that way and knowing that it's not right for you.
0: Yeah. And I think it's definitely a really powerful place to start and, Something else that I think is really beautiful to acknowledge and is a conversation that I had with a friend this week was that just because like a relationship is over and you have to accept that it's never coming back and things like this doesn't mean that it wasn't a beautiful experience that you got to have. We definitely have this habit, I think, to look back on experiences that were negative at the end or that hurt you in the end and say, That whole experience was negative whereas you can still be hurt by something and know that something isn't destined for you or right for you and still acknowledge the fact that it was a beautiful experience you got to have in life and in this particular situation was obviously a relationship that you got to share with someone and a love that you got to experience and accept that for what it was and choose to consciously move forward and I think that that is that third option like you were saying that is often overlooked Um, and it's often either you're trying to get back with them and you're obsessed with them and you love them or you hate them and the relationship was fucked and you never want anything to do with that person again and finding that spot in the middle of this like beautiful acceptance is I think a really powerful way to move through this kind of situation.
1: Mm, i completely agree Mm.
0: do you want to move on i i want to move on (laughs) (laughs) okay the next question is closure is it a
1: myth i love this question (laughs) because i have in the past said that thing of like oh i just need closure oh like the thing. the reason why i can't get over it is because i just need some closure and then i got to this point where i was like bitch closure is not gonna help you like it's just not
0: and also I think we view closure as something that someone else is going to give us when in reality a lot of the time we need to give ourselves said closure and we choose to have closure on the situation rather than just like constantly seeking it like think about the amount of times that people have like gone back to their ex for closure and it's just opened up a whole new door and you're way (laughs) in a way way worse situation than you were before you
1: sought out said quote unquote closure yeah and I think in a lot of ways and this is I'm calling myself out for this closure is a word we use when we really mean validation oh that is some tea hun because literally in the past I've been like I just need closure and then I'll go and do something that is not in my best interests and looking back I'm like Hun, you just wanted the validation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You just wanted to know that that person still liked you, or that person was still interested, or that person didn't think that way about you that you thought they might have. Like, It's really funny the way we trick ourselves into thinking that that what we need is this one thing and once we get it we're done it's over i can move on it never works like never works that way i think i mean at least not for me i've never had a situation where i've gotten closure on something and it's been done like the book mm. is closed i i think that it probably is possible like maybe when it's like one specific question but i also think that as humans when we get an answer to a question we get five more questions and then That's just, you know, five more questions you need to get closure. And it's just this continuous cycle of needing something else to close a chapter of your life. Mm. And so I think for me personally, I got to a point where I was like, closure, that train is past That Mm. train's not coming. It's left. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not coming back. So I just had to move on. And I think being comfortable with that, being comfortable with not knowing certain things, like not knowing the answers to how someone felt or why they did something they did or why for you they they chose you for some sort of awful experience or something mm. like that for whatever reason. Like I know for me personally, like I've – one of the things I really struggled with was that I was not sure why the person who assaulted me assaulted me. I was like, what? Mm. Why? Like what? Ha, why did I walk in and you did that to me? But I can never know the answer to that. there's no way for me to ever know the answer to that and i don't think that would help me but that was something that really was in my mind for quite a while and yeah i think it's just moving past that knowing that if you can't get the closure if if it's not as simple as asking one question and moving on maybe it's just worth moving on yourself and accepting the fact that you're not going to know some answers to some things because really like that's just that acceptance is a part of life isn't it
0: yeah okay so our last unprofessional opinion for this episode is when someone has done something terrible to you how do you forgive them for that I hold a hate in my heart that is heavy and I don't want to feel this way look
1: I'm gonna to need to throw this to you to start us off because I don't know where to start with this I think well to begin with I think that the idea of needing to forgive people who have hurt you in order to move on is bullshit Mm. i completely disagree with that sentiment i think it's like quite unhealthy in a lot of ways i don't think that if i don't think it's healthy for you to force yourself to forgive someone if you don't want to forgive them you're not a bad person for not forgiving someone who did a bad thing to you yeah so the issue though of you know feeling very angry and hateful in your heart and wanting to move forward that's a different issue because you don't need to forgive someone to move past that yeah obviously there's a million reasons why you can feel that way and there's no right or wrong reason to feel that way depending on what you've experienced but it really goes back to letting yourself go through those motions i think Mm. you know letting yourself feel that anger and that hurt and that grief over whatever it is that you've experienced and knowing that you're not going to feel that way forever because there are ways to work through it gradually you will start to feel that heaviness less and less, I think.
0: Mm. Yeah, just touching on what Kara was saying about forgiveness and the idea that I think a lot of us feel that we need to forgive people for the way that they have treated us. And a lot of the time we need people to forgive us for the way that we have treated them in order to feel better about ourselves. And I think it comes down to like a validation thing as well. Like I know in the past I've, told people that I've forgiven them for the way that they've treated me just because I don't want them to think that I'm a hateful person and I have felt the need to get people to forgive me for things that I have done that are hurtful just because I need to know that they don't think I'm a hateful person do you get what I mean and I think it's important to remind yourself that forgiveness is all about you and you only if you feel forgiving of what someone did to you then forgive them but if you don't feel forgiving about someone that doesn't mean that you have to feel forgiving towards them in any point in your life like you don't need to forgive someone in order to move forward with what you're doing and I think we're always taught that whole thing of like forgive and forget that's like you can just like not forgive and
1: also in time forget oh I was literally just thinking maybe we should name this episode not forgive and forget yeah (laughs) or to forgive or not to forgive that is the question yeah (laughs) (laughs) no but i completely agree like the power to forgive is completely yours if you're the one that's been wronged yeah so the moral of the story is if you don't want to forgive someone don't Mm. just try to forget them work through your shit it come to a place of acknowledging how they treated you and how it makes you feel and moving past that Mm. you don't need to have happy thoughts about them. You don't need them to have happy thoughts about you. It's not embarrassing to... This also doesn't mean that you need to feel angry for the rest of your life to this person. Mm. Like, it just means, kind of like what we are saying before, there's a place of acceptance that comes from it. Mm. But you never have to say in order to move past it, I have to forgive this person. I just don't think that's necessarily true. No. Okay, so I think that brings us to the end of our episode. We don't number our episodes, I'm realising, and... I'm always thinking, like, what number is this episode? Is this sixth? Is this fifth? I don't know. I think it might be episode number six. Yeah, I think it is. So, anyway, if you've listened to all six episodes thus far, thank you. Um, I hope you're enjoying them. Let us know what you thought of this episode. You can find us on Instagram at tbh.pod. Or you can email us your thoughts and questions to asktbhpodcast at gmail.com. we always welcome those always welcome at voice memo as well love that
0: Mm. also if you're still listening and you're listening to
1: us on apple podcasts we would love it if you could leave us
0: a review it would be much appreciated as always we really appreciate you listening and being here and for all of the positive feedback this is such a wonderful part of our week to be able to sit down and just have honest conversations with each other and with you so thank you for supporting us on this journey
1: and we hope you have a great
0: week have a great week we will see you next wednesday goodbye goodbye